Respectfully. Yo, what's going on? This is Ori Styler, Respectfully Podcast. Trudge, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm all good. I'm all good. Uh, before we get into anything, we're not actually sponsored by anybody, but we would like to give a few shout outs to people that we love to show love to. Uh, firstly, Cracked. Spelled C-R-K-D. Shout out to Cracked. They create great cases for Nintendo Switch. It is, uh, I think we're coming to the end of Black Friday and Cyber Mondays and all of that, but it may still have some deals going on there. If you go to CRKD.GG, you can get yourself a dock for your Nintendo Switch. All you've got to do is put it in the dock. It feels just like a pro controller and it is absolutely fantastic. They sent out another one in a different color. The one I had before was a GameCube color. You can see the case over here, but I've now got this one in smooth black. And they've also got interchangeable thumbstick buttons as well. You can take these ones off and there are different ones that i got as well but i like this one all black look like a look like the terminator or like robocop but when they did the remaster it's just smooth like that crkd.gg uh search for them on social media and also on their website you can get yourself or your family a switch for christmas trust me it's worth it i've not stopped playing my switch on this i've barely played it docked because the feel of that pro controller top notch anyway yeah what's been going on what's been going on with your week bro uh, same old really man just busy busy working um i've made a return back to stand up after a lack of yes well out. done yeah, to you thank yeah you, thank you all right <laughs> explain what you mean by return back to stand up charge so i mean well not a complete break because obviously i've been running doghouse shows yeah. every month but like i actually did take a little bit of a break from actually performing um okay. so uh yeah i did my uh first seven actually i was meant to do 10 but i did seven whoops uh gig <laughs> <laughs> first gig the other day uh went really well um considering the crowd as well because the crowd was basically a, a bunch of old white men and I really struggle in that sort of uh, demographic as a I young think. white man as yeah. a young white no, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it must be hard for young white oh, men yeah. to cater to their fathers <laughs> it must oh, be no. tricky nah I feel like one of the hardest things I've ever found is trying to make my dad laugh like he oh yeah facts something like that so I always and like you know if you like see him down the pub and I try and crack a joke something, he's like oh Jesus but like it's kind of that sort of you know, that sort of audience, like... Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. I felt good, man. It was a really good gig to come back to. And, like, I'm glad I'm getting back on, on, on the train of it. So, yeah. It okay, good, good. So, you're not going to stop for a while again. You're going to keep this going. Yeah, keep going. Keep applying. Keep um, just, you know, doing... Keep applying that actually pressure. Doing 10 minutes. Yeah, pressure. 10 minutes, actually do 10 minute gigs. So that's that's the point. <laughs> it's weird me hearing it because again, nearly 14 years in comedy. So I hear it from an older perspective where I'm like, come on, man, 10, you got that. But yeah. then I also understand when I was however long you were in, well, you had COVID in between your time as well, didn't you? Mm. So however many months or years you would have said you've been actively doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Having like a strong 10 is always a risque thing to say that you have because it might be a bit wobbly and you want to get it fine tuned. Yeah. I'm like, this is my fifth hour that I'm touring. Well, my fifth, not even hour, they're like an hour and 20. So my fifth special that I'm touring. Yeah. Hearing back to when people say my first <laughs> tight, sturdy, 10 minutes yeah. is so far gone for me because it's so many years ago. I can imagine, bro, this is such a weird thing. It must be weird for you. Like, obviously you're very experienced and I'm such a novice of it. It must be kind of like crazy. Like seeing No, we're it. always still learning. Yeah. Yeah, you might, you, from your perspective, I'm super experienced. Mm. But from my perspective, I might look at some of the ones who have been around 10 years, 20 years longer than me. Like, like one of my go-to guys I used to love watching nonstop when I was in my early days was Slim. Phenomenal yeah. comedian, mm. right? Me, I'd look at him like, yo, I want to be like him. And then even up until now, even though there's loads of shows that we're on and I could be closing or I could be open and he closing or whatever, right? I still look at him like, but this guy is one of the goats. Yeah. So in my eyes, there's always more to do and that will never go away. Any good comedian will always tell you that will never go away. There's yeah. always more to find because comedy is, it, it 
how can I, it transitions as time goes along. Yeah. Whatever was funny now may not be funny tomorrow. Mm. And whatever's funny tomorrow is going to change after a week, a year. And where you're at in the comedy you're delivering, that's going to change too. So yeah. don't think that, rah, I'm looking at you as a novice. Mm. I'm looking at you right now as somebody who is where you're at. But where I'm at is looking at someone who's 10 years longer than me going, I want to be like that. Yeah, it's always yeah. the case. It's nonstop. <laughs> Anyone who loves comedy would tell you that's what the healthy thing is. Yeah. Wanting to always be better and find more jokes. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Bro, how you been? Oh my God, this week has been a blessing. <laughs> I want to shout out to everybody right now that's bought the tickets for the Orator Tour. You lot are phenomenal. Thank you very much. We sold over a thousand tickets in like 10 days, right? That's nice. crazy. That's good. And that's because of the content that recently went viral. So I'm very happy about that. We've had to add additional shows. I'm not allowed to advertise all the shows that we've added until Live Nation advertise them themselves, right? But I so want to tell you from off the top of my head, there are one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> seven dates that have been added to the tour of shows that have either near sold out or sold out. Nice. One of them I could tell you, London show on the 4th of May. I'm doing it at 7.30 and I've, uh, that one's sold out and I'm selling now a late show at 9 p.m. 9.30 p.m. No, 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m. <laughs> so two and a half hour difference. 7, 9.30 p.m. So it's two shows in one night. That first show sold out. The second show... We've sold, I think, nearly a quarter of the tickets and we put that on sale four days ago, right? Yes, yeah. So that's dope at Leicester Square Theatre. Other shows will be advertising and letting people know once I'm allowed to. I was only talking to my team today to say, can we advertise these? They're like, no. <laughs> Not until we've made sure we've updated all your artwork and stuff. And that was only today, Monday, that we're recording this. So yeah, man, it's been good. Been really good. Weird requests of people saying, can you come over to different parts of the world to do comedy? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm happy to do. I jump in different places all the time. But them asking to bring me over, it's really humbling. I can't do it more because I'm on tour for so many of the months next year or yeah. weeks even next year. So <laughs> uh, we'll squeeze in what we can do. Shout out to all of you lot. We'll squeeze in as many places we can go to. New York is always on my list. Um, Montreal and Toronto, always on my list. LA, always on my list. Europe, come on, you're around the corner, always <laughs> on my list. Had people going, when are you come into the Netherlands? I just left the Netherlands like two, three months ago doing gigs. You lot never wanted to see me then. Now you want to see me? <laughs> nah, I'm happy for it. I don't <laughs> mind. Also, another thing that was big this week. So one of the content bits that I put up yeah. was um, about the dancehall music. And one of the people that I spoke about on there was Vibes Cartel. Yeah. And as I'm talking about him, you've got people that have seen the video and because Vibes has got a niche following of people, he's got a big following of people, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there is a niche market of those people that are like, he's the world boss, he's the teacher, you can't this Vibes Cartel, <laughs> you can't talk bad about him. Everyone for dead if him talk bad about him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, I love his music which is why I can talk about it from a funny perspective, but also big him up. That was my whole angle. Comedians roast the things we actually respect. Yeah. Yeah. So I put it up. People are cussing. Not, 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 not a lot. Let me put this very clear. For every like 200 comments, one person, yeah, can this vibes can't tell. I'm like, brother, shut up. And everyone dog piles that person. <laughs> shut up, man. It's just comedy. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I get a friend of mine. Shout out to DJ Bradshaw. Bradshaw, messages me he's like bro have you seen this i said seeing what i look at what he sends me he's a picture it's a vibes cartel reposting my video so he's copied it and downloaded it Sick. and he's put it up right i need to let you lot know this clearly the brother's in prison yeah <laughs> so 
uh, it may have been somebody else that posted it. <laughs> but whoever it was has posted it up on Twitter, right? Or X it's called now. I'm like, whoa. And I see the emoji. He does like a crying, laughing, crying face, laughing emoji. Yeah. I, I, I did my research. I wanted to make sure that emoji never meant, ha watch when I see you. That kind of, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't want him to like send on some of these niche people onto me. He posts it up. People are loving it. I repost it saying, I want to get the words correct. I want to say exactly what I said. I screenshot it and I repost it on my page on, um, on Instagram and on, on Twitter. I'll show you what I put on Twitter first. I think that's probably the more important one because that's where he posted. So I reposted yeah. and put another caption. And what I put was from Vibes Cartel repost my clip about him and laughed. I am happy. Anyone else who has anything to say, please consult the world boss. That's what I said. Yeah. And he's reposted that. Yeah. Then followed me on Twitter. Oh, really? I'm oh, like, you're a follow as well. I'm like, talk, everybody talk to me nicely. <laughs> Big Vibes Cartel did follow me. This brother, I've had his music in my catalogue since late 90s, right? Yeah. First album I bought of his up to the time was like 2002 or three or maybe even 2002, I think. Something like that, yeah? It's in my garage. I went to put some stuff in my garage to tidy up. And I go through and I see my CDs. I see Vibes Cartel's first CD there. I see Elephant Man's third album in there from 2002. I got CDs of people from back in the day. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So I've been a fan. <laughs> so when he then followed me, I tried to pretend like I weren't gassed in it. But I'm sitting there thinking, everybody needs to talk to me nicely. Every, <laughs> everybody. There was one guy on my socials. He went on um, my page. Yeah. And he said, um, it's not a good idea. no. I it's not like it's not good to insult cartel yeah but he spelled cartel c-a-r-t-e-l so then i responded it's also not good to spell his name incorrectly because it's k-a-r-t-e-l <laughs> everyone was laughing at that and then going on to him and stuff like that i went back to that comment thread and i said all right so we're now back <laughs> i need to find out if cartel laughed reposted do you still think it's not okay for me to joke about him from he said he liked the video <laughs> I ain't heard nothing yet. What I'm saying, that that camera, what I'm saying right now, yeah? Talk to me nicely. Cartel followed me from my comedy where I'm I'm like not taking the mic, but I'm making jokes about him and the music out of love for the music from Cartel liked it. Nobody chat to me. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That is the end of that. You understand? Up to the time, round to the hour. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's the end of it. That's it. That's it. Well, here, no one tell me about nothing now. I'm too nice. Price gone up. Price gone up. <laughs> Price gone up to the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got followed. Who followed you this week? Her trudge? Oh. Nobody shut up. No one followed you. Yeah? <laughs> well, actually, nah. seeing as you've hit the big 100K now, I've... Uh, I've 111. 100K. Respect me. <laughs> Respect me a little bit more, please. Sorry, 111. 111,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a few in, uh, few followers come through. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they're all personal trainers and they're all flipping OnlyFans women. Like, I don't know. Nothing... Uh, that ain't bad. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I, I don't know. That ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, depends what you like. That's true. <laughs> Nah, I'm, all jokes aside, I'm really thankful. Everyone that has followed me, I'm really, really thankful for that. Everyone that's also showing love to the podcast. That clip, the Moon Cup clip with me, you and Trudge, 
tried, sorry, me, you and Mick, mm. we were all talking about moon cups and stuff. That's a funny clip. He keeps messaging me, bro, everybody keeps liking that video. I'm like, that's because when one thing goes good, everyone watches all your other stuff. Yeah. So I've been like, that's great. And he's been like, whoa. And it's kind of put it in a different perspective for him, how social media can work. <clears throat> I'm not the guy that loves social media in terms of that being the go-to. I'm a comedian before anything else. So yeah. I love doing the comedy and making sure that when I'm on stage, I'm delivering then. Yeah. Social media is a marketing tool. It's not the be all and end all for me. For some people it is because they want to be influencers. They want to do social media content. Yeah, for sure. Me. Mm. So I'm happy for the 111K. Sorry, I got a bit of a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm happy for the 111K followers. I just want to make sure that they come out and see a show. There are tour shows to come and see. There are there is not even just tour shows. Um, there's I'm doing a little Christmas crack up. Oh yeah, is that the Camden? That's one, one at Camden. Yeah, yeah. Little small venue. I don't want no big big numbers. I just want yeah. hundred people, seventy people. What's going on with me coughing? <coughs> Excuse me. Every time you're in the studio yeah, with me, for some reason, you're the one that brings like yeah, I do. I don't you bring the the c word in here sometimes. <laughs> I don't have the cough this week. That's 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 good. Mm. <laughs> no, it's probably because this is fizzy. I'm drinking fizzy drink. I need to stop. <laughs> or sparkling drink. It's not really like pop. But um, I'm, I'm because of how much feedback I was getting from the clips, mm. because of how much love the clips were getting, and that happens all the time, but nine times out of ten, the clips that people get a load of love for are not normally stand-up comedy clips. It's sketches to camera. Yeah. Walking and talking to the camera, doing something like a, a scripted sketch, because that was a comedy sketch. On stage, we perform him. The conversion to get people to come out to a comedy show is a lot easier because they want to come out and see what you did in that video. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I've got to provide. I've got the tour next year, but that's 2024. What can I do this year? And that's where I've said, let me call my managers and say, look, do you mind if I put on a little Christmas show? They're like, go ahead. Do you mind if I use Camden Comedy Club, which my management company, very closely connected with the comedy club. Yeah. Called them up, asked for a date. Well, actually, they showed me some of the dates that were available. So let me take that one. And now we're doing the Christmas crack up, which is oh, me. Yeah. I'm bringing prizes. I've got goodies. I've got gifts. I've got um, comedians performing. Shout out to Joe Bingham and to Travis J. I might get some more down as well. Just depends on if I if everyone's available because it is 20th of December. Mm. It's last minute for comedians to be booked. It's far enough for audience members to go, am I coming, am I not? Mm. But... I need to be able to figure out if I can get some other people to come down. Yeah. I can get another comedian down. Lovely show. Even if I don't, it's still a whopping show with all the yeah. gifts I'm going to be give out and presents and stuff. So that's the aim. Christmas crack up, 20th of December, Camden Comedy Club. That's the show I'm going to do before I stop for Christmas. Well, actually, that's a lie. I've got three shows after that. You ain't taking a break. Bro, I need to pay bills. Like, 111K is not the same as my bank balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might have that as followers. I do not have that as, as pound sterling. So I need some more money. That is that. Which brings us on to some of our next topics as well. Well, actually, no, I'll leave that for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about the room. It's Christmas right now in this room. Yeah. Done the Christmas tree. Looks Wait, all right. Very nice. It's very cozy in here. First thing I said when I got in here, it's very cozy. It's very cozy. I added, I did a bit more decor, as you can see. I, that wall I painted black again. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me for coughing, guys. Painted that ball black all the way down, because I only painted it up to a point which it was filmed. But I said, you know what? To make it film like it's 
feel like that side is more so also involved, even if it's off camera, because you're on mic, it's better that everything is still yeah. encapsulates the rest of the studio. Next year, I'll finish off that bit as well, because even though it doesn't need doing, I want to do it. I want to put some pictures on this wall over here as well, some pictures on the door. This door was white, we painted it black. Now I've spread the room about around a little bit more. Some people won't notice it, some people might. Got a little tree here that I moved from that corner because I moved that Christmas tree there and I put this one here to cover up some of the mess of the wall that I got wrong when it came to painting. <laughs> Shut up, man. You're, no one's perfect. I put some new Christmas uh, pillows down. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> like, I don't get who I am. Yeah, you change, man. You get followed by a vibe such cartel. And now bruv, no, this is before cartel. <laughs> oh. I bought this. Oh, I bought this. This was on the last podcast. Oh, was but it? But they weren't on the screen. They were out to the side. Oh, So right. before I got followed by anybody, yeah. these Christmas pillows... <laughs> We're just there. And what's fo being followed by cartel going to do for pillows? Like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not going to be the case. Um, the cartel follows me. I think, you know what? Christmas time. But yeah, we've got some pillows here. Put a little bit of tinsel. I just wanted to get started on Christmas. And also, um, I mean, I, I should have started the episode with this. All right, I'll say it now. This episode comes out on a very special day, right? Today's Monday. It comes out on Wednesday, the 29th of November. Wednesday, 29th. Mm. The greatest people that I know uh, were born that day. You've got, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Come, uh, his birthday is 29th of December, uh, November. Obviously passed away. But I always show love to that because he was just such a great guy in what he did. Yeah. Don Cheadle, who was also part of Marvel's, mm. born 29th of November. I mean, damn, writing gigs, 29th of November. But there's one more guy who is just the longest 111K follower guy <laughs> who requires some birthday love on that day. <laughs> now, I know you might be thinking, well, who is this guy? This great guy whose birthday is on the 29th of November. <laughs> and those names are named, they're great. But this one guy, this one black brother, not Chadwick, <laughs> not Don, this one handsome British black guy, skin like milk chocolate. Wow, who could that be? Boy. <laughs> Tony Ori Styler, hey. come on, hey. <laughs> All right, I'll be 21 plus VAT, service charge, delivery tax. Now I'll be 36 on Wednesday. When this podcast comes out, I turn 36. Anybody wow. that listens to this podcast and doesn't wish me a happy birthday on my socials, Yo, we got a problem. You understand? <laughs> How can, you can't just listen. The amount of time and effort we put into making content for you, all I want is a happy birthday. Yeah. And then I want you to go buy tickets to the Christmas crack up or to the Orator tour. But either one, you got you to wish me a happy birthday. There man. you go. Yeah. Also, Trudge is a Sagittarius as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Your yeah. birthday is, don't tell me, December the, is it 8th? Nah, close. 7th? Nah, very close. Six. 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 Yeah. Okay, I knew it was single digits December. My apologies. <laughs> Are your, wait, six is... That's a Thursday. Yeah. I think okay. So. Yeah. No, Wednesday this year. I think Is it I Wednesday? Know. I think so. Yeah. No. Nah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm thinking, sorry, I forget. November has 30 days, not 31. Mm. So, yeah, you're exactly one week after me. Oh, yeah. Obviously. And you're going to be how old? 30, oh, I've got 32. You're going to be 32 <laughs> years old. Yeah. You're going to be what we call that age, the wretch age. Oh, wretch. The wretch, wretch 32. Oh, yeah, of course. Age of the wretch. <laughs> Uh, so our birthdays, so podcast, one of them comes out on my birthday and another yeah. one comes out on your birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. is sick. There that's you go. That's what that's we do for our birthdays, bro? Nothing. You don't do anything? <laughs> nah, nah. What are you doing for yours? I'm, sure bro, I'm working. Oh, yeah. I'm working. I've got um, 
Laugh in the Box at Wembley. Yeah. Um, because I I run that, so I got to be there. Mm. I got a meeting in the daytime. Uh, I might try to see my dad and my stepmom because they want to get something to eat. Probably just, a, but I don't want them to take me out nowhere. Fact, just come Box Park. Yeah. Where we do Laugh in the Box, we can get a meal there and just chill and relax nice. and talk and have a laugh. I actually realized this month that I don't want to do too much activity. Not because I don't like it, but normally. I am excited about September to December mm. because of how much I get to work. Yeah, yeah. But because I've appreciated slowing down at the beginning of the year, I don't want to get that active this month. Yeah. I want to be paid and work. I love doing comedy, but the amount of activity that I've been doing before, I, I'm looking forward to the little time in January where it slows down before I go into tour mode. Because mm. Wednesday is my birthday. Thursday, I drive to Manchester. Friday, I drive to uh, to Edinburgh from Manchester. I got Edinburgh on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I drive back to Manchester. I'm going to link up with, shout out to Aaron Wood and his team for his podcast. And then I drive down after that podcast back home. So that's like seven, eight hours of driving and charging on the Monday whilst doing a podcast in between. I don't mind it. Yeah. But there's a part of me going... I, I just want to relax a little bit as I well. I was going to say, surely, like, there must be a part of you that just wants to, like, chill for a bit. Like. Well, this is it, but I, I don't have the luxury of doing that because I have to get busy with mm. with getting the show, show down. Tuesday is, um, we'll probably have to record on a Tuesday next week because Monday I'm going to be driving back from Ed yeah. and do the podcast at five. Mm. I'm going to get home at, like, 12 mm. podcasts and then driving back. Um, Tuesday, pod. Wednesday, your birthday, pod comes out. And also, I'm doing a work in progress with me and my boy, Kevin J. Shout out to Kevin J. We're doing like a double header preview work in progress of the shows we're working on. He's doing a, a run at Soho Theatre, which he long time deserved that. So big up to Kevin J. He's going to do his run at Soho Theatre. And I've got the tour next year. So we just said, he hit me up. Bro, do you want to do a double? I said, bro, you can ask me to do any show with you. And I'm always doing that with you. So we're doing that as a double header of a preview. And then it's back, it's back to the graft. Yeah. I think the 8th I've got a show, the 9th I'm in Reading. There's loads and loads going on. So for me, I don't really get to slow down. And even when it comes to Christmas, I had to figure this out this weekend. On the 21st, 22nd and 23rd, I'm in Manchester yeah. doing Frog and Bucket. I'm, I need to do those shows because I want to make sure I keep pushing the tour and sell out and hopefully get another room yeah. or a bigger room for Manchester. So I'm doing Frog and Bucket 23rd, I have to drive back to London. I've had to ask them, do you mind me not doing one of the shows and doing earlier in the evening? Because you've got a matinee show, mm. you've got the evening show. I had to hit them up, do you mind me not doing it? Or not sorry, no, do you mind me doing earlier and on the, on that show in the evening? And they said, the way the show's structured, it ain't going to work out that way. I said, all right, no worries. They said, well, because you've asked us early enough, we can even get someone else for that Saturday show. And I said, yeah. do you know what? Cool. That means that on the matinee, I drive back down afterwards to London because I've got to catch a 7.45 flight on the 24th. So 23rd, I'm driving from Manchester to London, leave my car somewhere, stay in a hotel, wake up, go to the airport for five in the morning to catch a 7, 7.25 flight or whatever it's 45 to go to New York, come back from New York on the 27th. It's like three days out there, come back, 27th I fly, night flight, 28th. Land on the 28th. I've got a show in Wolverhampton 28th. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, I can't, I need to learn how to slow down. Yeah, genuinely. But that's why this month I've been very happy with everything that's happened. But also I kind of miss not 
uh, being at that slower pace, which I'm usually not at this time of year, but I want it to be now yeah. that I felt how busy, busy can be and how good slowing down can be. Bruv, I bought Spider-Man. I played it once since I got it. <laughs> I bought it before I went to Egypt. I got Mortal Kombat, the new one. I yeah. still in the wrapping. <laughs> I've completed the games on the Switch because I'm on the road with them. Oh, wow. So yeah, and I ain't buying that that PS Portal thing because yeah. it looks good. However, you have to have a good internet anywhere you go with it and you're not always going to have that. I haven't seen that. What is that? So it's like a... Portal. It's like a handheld PlayStation uh, console, but not a console. It's a streaming device. Oh, okay. So it feels like a PlayStation controller right. with the screen in the middle. The screen's big. The screen is big. Yeah. Right? It's bigger than the Switch screen. But uh, rather than playing games remotely on it, you have to, um, sorry, natively on it, you have to play remotely. So you play games, streaming them from either their online service, which I don't think is active yet, right. or you play your PlayStation streamed here. I think I've shown you that when, yeah. I, when, when I'm downstairs yeah, yeah, and yeah. I could play the PlayStation, which is upstairs. Like a remote play almost. Remote play, that's yeah. it. So you remote play anywhere you go, but you have to have a good internet connection. And sometimes when you're doing hotel trips all the time, that internet ain't great. Yeah. When you connect it to your phone, depending on where you're staying, the internet may not be great. I may get one just to try, mm. but in terms of me thinking that this is the solution, I don't want to carry that and the Switch. Yeah. So no. I just stick to my Switch, great games on there. I get that. But yeah, man, I'm happy, I'm blessed, I really am. Birthday coming up, social media following's gone up because they're interested in comedy. Comedy tickets are just disappearing. Guys, if you want to come out to any comedy shows that I've got going on, that especially ones run by me, please go to orystyler.co.uk. There are previews that I'm either involved in or that I'm putting on. I got a preview in Edinburgh this week on the Saturday the 2nd. I got a preview with Kevin J, 6th of December in London. I've got a preview the 25th of January uh, for the show. I've got a the tour from February the 1st all the way on to... I can't tell you where it's extended onto, so I'm going to say the latest date we've announced. It's May the 4th, but it's been extended, let's just say that, <laughs> to different places around different... I can't say too much. I want to. Um, and I've also got the Christmas Crack Up, 20th of December. Just come down. I'll be doing a bit of comedy, having a bit of fun with you guys, hosting, busting joke. Tickets are like dirt cheap. Come down. It's only like 70, 80 tickets available. It's a nice room. Good vibes. There'll be good music playing. We're going to have a good time. So check those out. That's the vibe. That's what I want you guys to do. All right. Let's talk. What's going on this week? Topics. What's going on this week? So we've got uh, start off with something gentle, I guess. Yeah. For a change. For a change. Every time well, we do we topics just... with you, you like to give me the <laughs> hardest one. Yeah. Right. This person beat up that person and they're getting sued. And when that happens, everyone is going to die. Like, I'm like, bro, you cannot keep doing that. I need you to give me the lighthearted stuff. All right. We get heavy later on. Kim Kardashian comedy. The fifth wheel lands at Netflix after bidding war. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure what is going on here, but she is going to be starring in a comedy film, which is... Oh, it's a film, not like a stand-up. No, it's an actual comedy film, I believe. Um, and I believe the concept is out called The Fifth Wheel. And it seems that Netflix and Hulu, I think, have like started a bidding war for it. I mean, I don't even know the actual story of the, the thing yet, but okay. just because of the name, so... Yeah. All right, well, let's start with... Let's start with Kim and doing a comedy film. I thought when I first heard it was a stand-up comedy... Oh. I heard Netflix, yeah. stand-up comedy. When I saw <laughs> they were, do you know what I mean? Naturally. Because Netflix do that. They offer comedy to a lot of people that may not even do comedy. Yeah. They might be in the field of being able to be performers. Mm. Uh, they may not be the best of stand-up comedians. Respectfully, they're terrible, some of them. 
<laughs> but they might have a good following. They might have a good presence. They might have. They might be the hype at the time. Mm. So what they do is they'll put a show together. Yeah. And uh, they'll take. I mean, everyone, anyone would. You take that Netflix money to get your oh, stuff yeah. on Netflix. Of course. Yeah. They may not be naturally in comedy. They may not have done it before. They might write one together. They might get writers to help them. They may put it on. They go and do it. Some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. But that's what Netflix offers. That's what I thought this was about. They were offering Kim K the opportunity to do stand-up, which let's be honest, <laughs> everyone's, is, we're not expecting the most, but everyone's going to watch it. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's what I thought it was. But evidently it's not. It's a comedy film, mm. which I kind of picked up on when Hulu said, we're also bidding for it. Because yeah. Hulu don't traditionally do stand-up comedy shows and mm. produce them. They produce documentaries, they produce biopics, they produce TV shows. Yeah. But they don't traditionally produce stand-up comedy. So, all right. So her doing comedy or a comedy movie, it kind of makes sense. She, I mean, let's be honest, her family dynamic, when you watch it on the outside, I don't watch the show, but when you see clips, you could see where the humor comes in. Yeah. yeah it's definitely. not like it's impossible. Well, she's done a bit on Saturday Night Live, I think, didn't she, recently? I know, yeah. obviously, obviously, writers have done mm. it for her, but, you know, you still got to deliver it, I guess. But so, I don't know, man. I, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not, I'm not, it's not for me to be against, but I we'll see how it goes, because it's not just going to be here. It's an ensemble cast of people. So even if she's not that funny, other people will be. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, look at... Um, Ant-Man, when Ant-Man was on, the, mm. uh, the guy that played Louise, I always forget mm. his name. Um, he done the, that monologue bit. Do you know what I mean? Like all of the characters in Ant-Man, oh. it has him, it has T.I., it has um, the actor who plays Louise, I think yeah. it was. Got him here. Is it Louise? Yep, this guy. That's it, yeah. So he plays Louise, he does those monologues. And he stole the show in Ant-Man. Yeah. Even though Ant-Man, Paul Rudd is great. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Right. But he stole the show in the first Ant-Man film with those kind of funny monologues. So we see that happen. We're like, dope. He's the guy that killed it. Kim can be the main character in it, but there could be other people that are show stealers. And if Kim's involved, it's going to be a lot of money behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, whoever's involved, well done. Big up to them. Let me read this. Uh, a Saturday Night Live alarm is producing The Fifth Will uh, with Kardashian. The logline is under wraps, but Kardashian is playing the eponymous Fifth Will alongside a female ensemble cast. Her co-stars have not been announced. This is this is Girls Trip. Yeah. <laughs> the Girls Trip that was with Jada Pinkett Smith. I think it was. Uh... I think it's Girls Trip. This is like Girls Trip, where, let's be real, Jada, not the comedian actress, she was in it, but she was good for her role. Yeah. But Tiffany Haddish stole that. So Kim can be who she is in there. And there'll be a Tiffany Haddish in there that will still make the comedy comedy. Kim would just kind of coast by. Wonder what her acting skills are like though. I mean, we, we saw her act like she loved Kanye. <laughs> so, I mean, and we, we believed it for yeah. 10 or 20 seconds. So I, I, I mean, you know what I mean? It could work. Ah. I don't know. I, I don't know. When is this? When are they looking to film this and do this? Hmm. Actually, even says when it when they plan on doing it. You know, scroll up. There's a bit there that I like. It said, "No down." It said right there. There, stop. It helps that she has 364 million <laughs> Instagram followers, but does Vibes Cartel follow her? <laughs> That's the important question. Because if he doesn't, what are we talking about? Get me involved. Because I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> 364 of what bots who cares <laughs> have you got the world boss following you that's what's really important because when he follows you you're certified 
I wonder who I wonder who else he follows. <laughs> I don't care as long as he follows me. <laughs> oh jeez. Ah, uh, big up. I love that. <laughs> so this is coming out when we don't know. No, it doesn't say. It's not even it's... been filmed yet, has it? No, I think it's just a concept. Like that is how powerful she is. Clearly, that she didn't start a bidding war just for her name. That's isn't crazy. it crazy though? That they're a bidding war for her name and then for the concept. Mm. And um, it says that Netflix won, right? Yeah. Scroll up. We'll land. There we go. Land at Netflix after bidding war. So Netflix is won. They've bidded for this. Who knows what the disclose that the amount is? It's not been disclosed. Mm. But it's not even been done. It's probably big money. They're going to produce this for her. They're going to put it out there. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that in this day and age you have that? Just off of her name, bidding for a program. Whereas <laughs> if it was me and you who had a great concept, like mm. Squid Game, the yeah. guy who had it, he had that sitting for how long? Years. Oh, yeah. Years before anyone took it on board. And Squid Game is one of the most popular, if not the most popular shows on Netflix when it came out. No one wanted it. Mm. But when, it, when someone took it, it was like, wow, look at this. Yeah. They paid for it after he'd already produced it and already filmed and so on. So crazy good. that but someone like kim k can get that money and that bidding up front and it may not even land it may be a terrible program yeah. <laughs> it may be a terrible and yet the bidding goes on that's the game isn't it yeah that's the hustle man <laughs> imagine walking into a room i've got this amount of followers my mum is who she is you know what my lifestyle's like how much you willing to pay for something i've not even written i just want to do some filming 20 mil 50 mil, like, that's insane. <laughs> you got a pitch and pitch and pitch. It's just crazy. Some people could just walk into the room. Kudos to her. That's power, man. All of us are trying to aim for that pull. Yeah. So I'm not against her having that, but I just think it's wild that we look at the quality of things after we look at the pull that somebody could have. Crazy. And <laughs> especially when it's not in, like, comedy. Yeah. Her pull oh, yeah. is in reality. If it was a reality show... Oh, grab yeah. her yeah, because yeah. she's got a running track record mm. of how good a reality show with her name attached to it is. Mm. But comedy, mm. it's like, yo, <laughs> we ain't, we don't, we. I don't even know if she's like funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've not watched her stuff and gone, she cracked me up. Yeah. yeah. There are some people you see and they just make you laugh watching them. Yeah, definitely in, not Kim. In, yeah, in interviews <laughs> and on their like, live streams or whatever f platforms you might see them on she doesn't have that yeah i'm funny naturally edge so they're kind of throwing money at at a, at at a the name almost like just at a name yeah. hoping that they can make it bang but again it's who you also get attached to that project so i think um if it, if it was like someone like cardi b i'd definitely tune in in all honesty i think but she's cardi funny. b's proven her history of being funny because mm. she's done reality shows where you could see her be funny yeah and she's acted in movies where we're like she was funny yeah 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 mm. well hustlers i think was one of them mm. hustlers she was in yeah and she was good in that yeah uh what's next talk to me next one uh a bit of ti and his son all right i love ti you know mm. like I, like he's funny yeah he is hilarious <laughs> right some of the things that he says and does, like anyone, is is just not excusable. Yeah. But take him when he's at his best, when he's talking, when he's when he's in interviews. He is fun, funny, <laughs> right? Before we go into this, did you see when he did that video where he's roasting his son, his son's teeth? No. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Type in Tian Rose King T. <laughs> so son's called, for those who are listening, T.I. Uh, and Tiny, their son is King. That's his name. Um, oh, wow. All right. So pr- find that clip and, okay. pu- and put it up. I want to watch it. I got my headphones. I'll listen to it on this. This? No, 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 no. It's not that clip you want. Go back to YouTube. Yep. Go. To, it's on one of the shorts because that's someone analyzing the whole thing. So oh, that, of course it is. All right. One second. <laughs> you found it. It's like a short and it's like, it says it's roasting his teeth. It's him on a radio show. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. All right, put it up. This one. Yeah. This is for hey, God. Hey, King. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Where the two for the matter is. Stop it. Start it again. Jada ain't got over toothpox. Stop it. Let's refresh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Where the two for the matter is. Don't take tip, tip, all right, tip. Hey, man. Jada ain't got over toothpox, Shakur. <laughs> <laughs> she was in there moving with Queen Latifah. <laughs> man, now y'all going too far. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right, all right. I like how they cut it that bit, yeah? Because that girl, when she said, y'all gone too far, it, it had an air ball. Nobody laughed at it. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Oh my god. It's how he sounds. Well the two for the matter he is. <laughs> Expeditiously. He's he just cracks me up, man. Oh my like, god. Like it's the way he sounds when he talks. He does comedy now. What? Oh. T.I. does stand-up comedy. No way. Really? Bro, T.I. Don't you have to go look for the clips now. But if you Google T.I. stand-up comedy, you'll see where you can watch his stand-up comedy. He's done loads of clubs. He does stand-up as well as music. Oh, my God. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think he's quit music, actually, or he's put that on pause. He might come back to it, but T.I., here we go, T.I. to make televised stand-up comedy debut in Kevin Hart's Comic View reboot. Reboot. Wow. He's actually officially added comedian to his resume. Wow, that's... Mm. Well, he's done the hours. He's actually gone and done clubs. Problem is, is people see him and it's like, well, that's T.I. Yeah. That's Tip. Do you see what I'm saying? Anyway, go back to the article. Here we go. T.I. and Tiny Son King gets physical with dad over Nepo baby taunts. So what happened was they were out somewhere. Mm. People were calling him Nepo baby and so on. Do you know what Nepo baby is? I assume it's someone that's like basically got where they are through their parents. Nepotism, yeah. yeah. It's basically someone who, yeah, who's... You're, the only reason you're up the way that you are and you got the credit that you've got is because other people have passed it on to you. Mm. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Your parents. So they call you a Nepo baby, right? Mm. What is this bit of fluff on me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on there the whole show. People think, yeah, he's got food on his chest. <laughs> um, so I remember seeing this video. This video was raw. It was basically, if I'm right in saying King was getting taunted in this in this restaurant they were all at he then king starts acting up king really is like he wants to be his dad so bad in terms of the street cred yeah so he's always acting like he's the killer he's the guy he's the goon etc etc he starts acting up tiny his mum is trying to calm him down whilst tiny's trying to calm him down he like pushes part like her out the way out of anger and aggression, and obviously that's your wife, isn't it? I don't care if that's my son. Mm. My son can't push his mother, my wife. So Tip jumps in and grabs him on some. Who do you? What do? You, who, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. This ain't gonna work for you. What's wrong with you? Right. 
It was a weird, it was a weird exchange because even King was talking to T.I., mm. swearing at T.I. and so on. Yeah. Have you got the clip? All right, let, yeah, let me, yeah, play that. Let me, let me hear this. King, have you, have you ever woke up with a roach on your face? Here. No, that's not the ghost. All right, or then. Go. Or in your ear. I don't know what you're talking about. I got in the neighborhood. Y'all want to go to the So that's early, yeah? That's yeah. early when somebody are taunting him and so on. That's yeah. the full video. And this is the thing. People are going to taunt you because of who you are. Yeah. That caption, oh, it's by DJ Academics. Shouts to Academics. He put up the full video. It says how he's speaking on how he grew up in the hood and how he stood on business. That's what King's saying. I stand on business. Mm. T.I. and his mum insist he grew up in a gated community <laughs> and sucked his pacifier until 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the teeth? And when you suck on like a, your thumb or a pacifier for long, yeah. pushes your teeth forward. Oh, is it? Yeah. I did not know that. I'm very uneducated. <laughs> it does, yeah, because you're, you're sucking on something. So the pressure pushes your teeth forward very, yeah. very slowly, which is why you're not supposed to do it for so long. All right. With all due respect, respectfully, <laughs> you look at the picture yeah. with the whole teeth thing, <laughs> it does look like a kid who sucked on a pacifier for a long amount of time. <laughs> but go back into serious mode now. Yeah. He is saying, I stand on business. You can't talk to me about hood. I grew up in the hood, etc. Mm. His own parents are like, we raised you. Yeah. You didn't grow up in the hood. Uh, like tip, T.I. got money. So you guys didn't have to be on the roads. <laughs> That's where it is. Yeah. And another interesting thing, which we'll talk about in a second, I will mention in a bit, but let's play a bit more of it now. Where he starts to argue with his, I don't want to be in these gates. I want to be outside in the neighborhood. That's why I want to be over there. Yeah. But they don't understand that. Yo, I'm going to tell you the reason why That's he want to be over there. Y'all ready? Because he can suck and pacify over Oh, my goodness. He was sucking and pacify. He was swaying you low. He was So here we go. They try to say, I was over there trying to suck a pacify. But they ain't going to tell you everything. Like they're, they're, they're okay, pause, pause. It. So he was being teased and taunted. Then he's like, I stand on business. And he's doing it on his live as well. That's what I wanted to mention. Oh, right. He was on Insta Live yeah. doing all of this. So he's trying to get the attention and clout on Insta Live by yeah, saying I'm yeah. a hood. His parents are like, give us the phone. <laughs> this kid ain't hood. <laughs> so scroll further down now. No, no, not down the thing. Go, go down the actual video. All right. This is where it gets sticky now. A bit more, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. About there, yeah. yeah. Press play there. Pushes his mum. No, ain't no joking. You are embarrassing yourself. You are embarrassing yourself. You are embarrassing yourself. What is she talking about? Get off me, 
Oh but you can't do nothing with me. <laughs> Ain't shit you can do with me. <laughs> Yo, I shouldn't laugh at that, yeah. But that is old man strength and old man mentality. When Ti like you, you can't do nothing to me. <laughs> What you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing to me. You can't do nothing to me. <laughs> it's old man strength. Like, let's be your dad. Yeah. Could you fight him? Did I fight him? Could you? Nah, I don't know. Don't think so. I All right. Imagine when you were like in your early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Could you? Uh, nah. <laughs> there's, there's certain levels of old man strength. Like yeah. your parents, you can't. It ain't on. Nah. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, so <laughs> with this video now. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because, you know, this is it's serious. But basically, King's like saying, I stand on business. Why are you going to do me like that and embarrass me like that? Yeah? Yeah. He pushes his mum after his mum saying, calm down. Look, mm. this you weren't that kid. Yeah. You know, I stand on business. He pushes his mum. T.I. jumps in, huh? Grabs him and take, and says, we, and then grabs him up. Yeah. That's when the Insta Live goes <laughs> <laughs> Holding the phone and so. <laughs> Yo, King wants to be from what I've seen because I've heard so much things about him in, in news and stuff. He says I've seen some of his lives. He wants to be so gangst gangster all the time. Yeah. yeah, like you grew up in in your son in your father's kind of ghetto shadow. In terms of your father used to be hood. Your father used to run around doing the worst. Was all trapping and stuff like that. So you didn't have to. Now that he's up and you're up and you grew up nice. And everyone's millionaires. Yeah. You're still trying to act like you got money like that. <laughs> so he is From a nepo being baby. Being hood. Yeah. He is a nepo baby then, I guess. Cause Big time. He ain't like he ain't out here, he ain't doing stand up, he ain't doing like music. I don't understand. Like, no, his just... money comes from the fact that he is yeah. T.I. and Tiny's son. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And let's not get it twisted. It's not just about him being T.I.'s son. Tiny was in a great music group back in the day, an mm. R&R group that made money and wrote music for a lot of people. Tiny's one of the co-writers for No Scrubs. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's money that came from them because of the graph they put in. Yeah. So when he's out here acting <laughs> hard and crazy, I understand why his parents are like, don't embarrass us, please. <laughs> we put in the time and effort for you not to. And then also... His dad's saying, you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing yourself. Cut that out. Stop. You can't do nothing to me. What's the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the two for the matter, he is. <laughs> Yo, that, that's crazy. Imagine you became a millionaire after all the hard work you put in. Yeah. And some of that hard work might have been you being in and out of jail. And then your son or daughter wants to act hood yeah. because they want that street cred. You earned, but moved away from trying to give them a good life. How do you then feel? I'd, I'd, I'd be annoyed. You'd be annoyed? <laughs> yeah. Same. Like, I, I, <laughs> I had someone hit me up when I talked about a joke um, mm. um, on my TikTok about, and it was talking about the reggae music stuff. And it was about one bit I said, some of the artists, they've been working on music because they, and they were trying to find a way to get out the ghetto. Yeah. That's all I said. I didn't talk about me being ghetto or anything like that. One guy goes to me, yeah, you shouldn't talk about the ghetto. You don't know what it's like to be from the ghetto. You don't oh, know. Oh, really? What, like? Yeah, that's what he said on my TikTok. Jeez. He done on my upbringing, room, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I had to go through, my mum had to go through. Yeah. I never I never experienced having to do the madness, mm. but I still was born on a estate where it was a council estate. Yeah. But my mum hustled hard 
to not allow me to have to start my adult life on a council estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum did good. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> I've seen what it's like to be in that environment, but mum also keep me separate so I don't see it. I've stayed with family all the time that grew up on estates in that I grew up. I, I was born and raised in Neesden. Um, I also uh, I spent a lot of time when my grand lived on Chalk Hill Estate. That was rough back in the day. Spent a lot of time with my aunt in St. Raph's. Um, um, several people down there, St. Raffles Estate. It was rough back in the day. It's still rough now to some degree. Do you understand? Yeah. So I've been around it, but in terms of me saying that, I, I, was I of it where there was no escape? No, because my mum worked to ensure you don't have to start your adult life here. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I start going around like, yo, man was out here on, on his face, drugs, all of that, I would be disrespecting my mum mm. who made sure I didn't have to start doing all of that stuff <laughs> where she had to go through her gritty and grimy from young yeah. to make sure her kids don't have to see that. That's yeah. what most parents should do. Yeah, yeah. So it's disrespectful. I do get when parents say that. I stand, and you're embarrassing me when I'm there as well. I stand on business. <laughs> I feel tiny though was a bit rough for saying this kid stands on business, but he was sucking the pacifier until 12 years old. That is mad. What age were you when you stopped using the pacifier? Oh my God, right. This is actually- Or a dummy for people in the UK. Bro, this is actually very embarrassing. I took that into school with me. Like I could not, honestly, my teeth- This is were... the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know if I could have an engineer who took a dummy. I remember when girls used to take one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. In, in the area I grew up, it would be cute, like- Oh, nah. <laughs> nah I'm, oh, you're talking about primary school? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking like- Oh, I'm oh. talking girls did it like for secondary school. Oh, they, nah. they yeah. would have like the gel curl on the side of their head. Oh, yeah. And, and like the slick back gel down hair with the little diamantes in there. <laughs> and they'd have like a necklace with a dummy hanging off of it because they thought it was cool and cute and fashion. Oh, nah. You're talking about primary school. Yeah, I, I didn't do it through fashion. I just did it because I couldn't give it up. It was like, it was a weird Wait, feeling. Pause. <laughs> Oh, you said give it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you said, said something else. Oh. <laughs> I did it because I couldn't get it up. I was like, oh. big man, we're not going to discuss that on this podcast right now. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what it sounded like for a second. I couldn't do it because I couldn't get it up. I was like, you know what, bro? Didn't need to hear that. But do your thing. No, big up yourself. If that's you, do your thing. I'm not going if to. If sucking on a nipple that in plastic form makes you feel like you get excited enough <laughs> cool bit weird that you were in primary school bit off kilter but i'm not here to judge too tough in it we take this off i don't want to hear you right in my ear saying you couldn't get it up it's disgraceful disgusting man you lot are lucky you can't see his face yeah he's right over there i'm looking at he's going bright red bright red but yeah you you had a pacifier until what age oh god I can't, it must have been like nine, ten, maybe. That's, that's a bit old. No, I took it in, yeah, and I had it in my pocket. And I remember, like, I, I took it out once as a joke, like, just say, oh, look, I still, like, I still the use bullying it. Bullying you got. No, I, they were like, no, you're joking. I was like, no, no, I'm serious. And then, like, literally, I would literally have it so much. It pushed my teeth, like, it made my teeth well crooked. This is what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. That's what, that's, that's. Yeah. Why, yeah. 12 years, and yeah, that's why you had to get teeth like that. Basically, yeah. Two but... for the matter, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's next? All right, next one. Take it to a, a little, stay on the serious thing. This is kind of breaking, I guess. UK detects first human case of new strain of swine flu. Before we get into this, are we thinking real scare tactics? What? I don't we'll know. Be very careful about this. Yeah. Swine flu, man. Remember that one? It was H1N1, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's That's now H1N2? 
Yeah, good knowledge. Good knowledge. Yeah. The A H one N two V infection was detected in a routine flu screening test at a GP surgery in North Yorkshire. Let me tell you something. North Yorkshire, you lot need to stay away from us for a little bit. <laughs> if swine flu is showing up in North Yorkshire, I don't need you traveling anymore. Stay where you are, right? Stay where you are. You're going to get a message in your inbox now saying, come to North Yorkshire, perform. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I'm sorry. I'm booked that day. <laughs> I'm booked that day. All right. Official said the person had respiratory symptoms of mild illness and had fully recovered i'm have you ever had swine flu nah don't believe so anyway i've got to have had a lot of things and not known so. i had it i had it once did you yeah oh was it bad i was at um I, w I passed by a comedian's i did a show yeah not knowing i had swine flu i just thought maybe i was a bit tired from doing shows yeah uh, i was driving and there was a comedian that was with me um that I, I dropped him to his house mm. i said bro do you mind before i go home i could use your toilet i feel sick and he goes yeah, yeah fine run upstairs i went in his toilet when I tell you <laughs> Now the drive I had to do was from High Wycombe to North London. It's about an hour, maybe a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I can't talk because I'm feeling ill. And I'm like, I just need, for me, to go drop him to home and then to come back to my house, I didn't need to do that. I really <laughs> didn't. I needed to go home. I went to his house and I said, can you use the toilet? He said, yeah, I destroyed <laughs> that toilet. <laughs> Destro uh, no, bro. It was bad. Never been in his house before. He's a comic. He's little. He's older than me. I'm trying to make a good impression. I don't care now, but I try to make a good impression. I went in his house and I just re. I think I had to ask him, "Can I get another toilet roll?" Oh it was no, that bad. It was that bad. You know, you're not supposed to do it in someone else's house like that. A quick pee and a wipe up is cool, but when you like clog toilet. And it was all fluid oh. and toilet roll. Mate, I I know if as big as I'll ever get, and me and him, I don't really, I have a reason why this comedian, me and him, I don't talk to. Yeah. Too tough, right? Something he did uh, with an event that I was organizing uh, a while ago. And even though I've seen him and I've been polite, I, I'm not bigging him up or saying names because yeah. I just don't respect what that was. But yeah. One thing I will say is I know that anytime he sees me, back of his mind, he has to think, this guy destroyed my toilet. And he'll always have that on me. Always have that on me. But I felt so good for that for a half an hour. And then afterwards, I jumped in my car. I went home and I was throwing up all night. Oh, wow. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I vomited in his house. Yeah. I think it was just one end. Yeah. Once that end was gone, every other orifice went, oh, we, we're leaving. Yeah. Okay, we're evacuating. Went home, I was sick in the toilet. <laughs> and then I had to stay in bed for like two days. I cancelled one gig that yeah. I had, and then the other day I had no gig. Two days, and then I got good. I was good afterwards, but I was ill. Definitely swine flu. Like, yeah, wow. it was definitely swine flu. Based on the symptoms, based on when I called the G, when my mum called the GP, because mm. um, I was staying in at my... My mum and my stepdad's pace then. Yeah. It was, this must be, oh man, this was like, this is like 2012, 2013. So this is like 10 years ago, 10 years plus. Mm. Yeah, man, swine flu was wild. <laughs> it was wild. Human infections with swine flu do occur. Um, there have been 50 cases of um, 
reportedly in the past 20 years. Yeah, man, it was swine flu. Had to be. Yeah. In 2009, there was a pandemic of swine flu in humans caused by a virus spreading in pigs, birds, and humans. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember that. So 2009, it was 2009. It may even be longer than that. It might have been 2010, 2011. That would have been more than 10 years. I had it. It was rough, blood. I remember when that kit went, went around, um, the misinformation around it was crazy. Mm. So people, was it, no, was it swine or bird flu that I had? Oh, bird flu. I forgot about bird flu. <laughs> it was swine or bird. I Don't quote me on that. It was one of the two. Nah. But I remember it was one of those ones that were going, that was getting a lot of attention. It was definitely one of those two. But yeah, um, I remember the misinformation. How much Rasta man, like, were proper, I know Rastafar, Rastafarians, it was Muslims, it was Jews. Yeah. As soon as it was like swine food, I was like, yeah, see, that's why you're not dealing with pork, you know? You don't <laughs> eat them something there. You see how you just pass on the virus and that, man? Yo, we, yo we're not dealing with Babylon meat. No, yo, brother, brother. That's why we don't, we don't, we don't want to touch pork, you know? Let's see after them dirty meat. That, I'm like, that's not how it, it's not because it's pork. Because it was in chicken as well. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I never knew rasters don't eat pork. That, yeah, yeah rasters they don't eat pork a lot. Depending on the level yeah. of their beliefs, just like any religion, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people that um like from different um breakdowns, like the tribes yeah. of Rastafarianism, right? One of them, uh, not one of them, most of them, they have what they call an ITIL diet, which is very much like a vegan diet. Mm. ITIL, nothing that's produced by animals, nothing that is animal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. ITIL's been a thing from before veganism became popular. Yeah. The same way that veganism has been a thing before veganism became popular. Yeah. So some people have been vegan for like 10, 12, 15 years, and you know they're not following a trend, where others are like, oh, I want, it's so shortage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so shortage. <laughs> I want to, oh, do you do that vegan thing? So that's one of the things. So yeah, but not eating pork is one of them. Uh, a major thing, obviously, if you're vegan, you don't eat mm. meat. But then you have, then you have those who will only eat fish, yeah, or only eat, and then you have some that only eat chicken. But generally speaking, a lot of um, a lot of Jamaicans generally, especially their influence with family that are of a Rastafarian background, won't eat pork. A lot of a lot of Jamaicans don't do. Not black people around the world don't as well, but a lot of Jamaicans will not eat pork. Yeah, some do because jerk pork is a thing, but. A lot of that comes from Rastafarian culture where oh. they don't eat meat, but pork is the bad one. Like yeah. you can't, I know men that aren't Rasta, but they, that you, they, pork beat you up if they, if it touches their plate. <laughs> or if you trick them into eating it, it's crazy. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen some videos of pork and like, uh, you know, worms in it and that. And I gave up pork for a bit. I also gave up pork because I saw the, the, um, the pig on the Amazon advert. And I thought, oh, that, that pig looks cute. So I'll give it up. That was kind of that was a, your reason. That was my reason because I thought a pig you saw was... Amazon advert and thought the pig was cute. So <laughs> yeah. I don't eat pork. I haven't eaten pork for years. Like yeah, maybe fourteen, fifteen years. Oh wow, something like that. Yeah, right. Just about the same time you probably last contracted swine flu. <laughs> well. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I don't. Um, about 14, 15 years. About that, I would say. Maybe, maybe about 14, 15 years. Mm. 
Yeah, I can't digest it anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. If I remember when I was a kid, I used to eat like a pork chop. Right, yeah. Kill my system. Oh, wow. There was one time accidentally it happened, mm. right? And I knew instantly what it was. I was in uh, Austria. Yeah. Now, a schnitzel by nature in Germany, in Austria, pork, but they do chicken schnitzels. Yeah, yeah. I ordered chicken schnitzel. I think they got the order mixed up because it was like a big event that was going on. Yep. They gave me the schnitzel and it's breaded, isn't it? So you don't know until you cut into it and take a bite. Yeah. Cut into it. I eat it. I'm like, it's a bit tough. But I'm also thinking the schnitz it's schnitzel and, 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 and chips. We're doing the UKG branch at the top of a mountain. Yeah. I'm not expecting gourmet level food here. Yeah. It's going to be food that they have cooked and they heat it up and so on. And we have to eat. I'm skiing at the same time. Um, I eat it later on. I go back home to my hotel. My stomach is doing gymnastics. <laughs> the next day, like I, it comes out of my system. Like, oh my God, I'm in pain. The next day I go up to the same hut. Um, up, uh, it's called Ahorn Hutter. The Ahorn Hut, uh, Ahorn is the name of the mountain. The, yeah. the hut, hut. I go to the uh, Ahorn Hutter and I'm, I said to them, yo, I had a schnitzel yesterday and I ordered the chicken one that's on your menu. And I think it might have been pork. Yeah. And I look at the menu and they say, I show them chicken. I speak to the man who's there and the man goes, oh, shouldn't have happened because we're actually out of the chicken ones. Oh. So the woman who took my order, and it's my fault. Yeah. I'm fluent in German. So right. I should have spoken to her yeah. in German. But I'm conversing with everybody. I'm like, yo, yeah, what's up? Can I have a chicken schnitzel, right? Yeah. And she's probably just taking out schnitzel, 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 and so on. If I had expressed to her, can I have a schnitzel? Chicken schnitzel, please. Mm. But then be clear, but make sure it's chicken. I don't eat pork. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she would have taken note of that. But I didn't say it. Mm. I just remember going up there, not ordering properly. And then, yeah, next day I come back. I'm like, shite, <laughs> eat someone up right here. <laughs> <laughs> Throw someone down this mountain. Is it you? <laughs> oh, man. Another toilet destroyed. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was, looking like, was it you who put the pork on my thing? <laughs> I, I looked at all of them. You lot, you're trying to, yeah, I try for, yeah, I try for disrespect Rastafari, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, try yo. <laughs> Ninja man says, yo, yeah, try for perplex, perplex my tranquility. <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, this one's a bit of a, a weird, uh, weird one. A weird well, this one. is definitely a you topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to be a CM Punk. I saw this. Oh yeah, this CM Punk. So I used to be a massive. Oh, I still am, kind of. I dip in and out. But you were ruthless aggression. Yeah, yeah. Right, you? Oh, I was attitude. Was you? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was a little bit older than you, innit? Yeah, so. I was a little bit of attitude. Era. I, I was through and through attitude era. Yeah, ruthless aggression. I, I is when I started to tap out a little bit. Yeah, I, I used to catch up every now and then. Ruthless, like the eras. Yeah, were owned by different wrestlers, mm. right? Attitude, Stone Cold. Yeah, There's no two way about it. You could almost argue Stone Cold and The Rock, but. Stone Cold. Mm. Stone Rock seeped a little bit into ruthless aggression, but then he was getting so big and he had that minimal, that medium period, which is all about him, SmackDown. Yeah. It's not an era, but he had the show based around him. 
<laughs> but then you had Rufus Aggression era, Cena, mm. king of that era. Yeah. Right? We're, we're in the PG era now. Mm. I think Reigns. Yeah. Oh, Reigns, yeah. It's, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Between PG and Rufus Aggression, Lesnar. Mm. But CM Punk was one of those guys who was, how can I describe him? He was almost like the, you see how Stone Cold was, mm. where he had the up middle finger attitude to, yeah, like everybody put the establishment, the establishment. Yeah. <laughs> CM Punk is that guy, but remember it was scripted with Stone Cold. Yeah, like he had that attitude. He brought it to the table, and then he rolled with it afterwards. Mm. CM Punk had that, but that was being him, being him. Yeah, yeah, like the whole pipe bomb. Do you remember that? I remember that so well. Yeah, <laughs> so like. This is great. Anyway, CM Punk, WWE star makes shock return at Survivor Series. They say it's a shock. I saw like hints of this coming back it was, recently. I think it was Survivor Series. Yeah, it was in Chicago. So there was like hints of it, but yeah. he was he was with AEW. Um, but yeah, he got let go of AEW, I think it was August. Yeah. Let me see. He was with eight. So CM Punk, uh, does CM stand for Chicago made? Yes, yes, it Chicago does. Chicago made, yeah? Chicago made, yeah. All right. This guy is live, die Chicago. Yeah. Right? Same way that Bret Hart, live, die Canada. Edge, live, die Canada. Yeah. Right? Some of these men live, die, like they Austin, live, die Texas. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they love, Chicago love punk. Mm. They had Survivor Series at Chicago on Saturday night. It looked like a dope enough event. Um, they had two returns that day. Did they? Yeah. One overshadowed the other, obviously. Yeah. So CM Punk obviously came back and it was big news for everybody. Especially because 10 years ago, CM Punk did the pipe bomb where he was exposing the, um, the business and how he was saying how they, he wasn't looked after. The storylines were terrible. Mm. He was talking about Triple H. He didn't call him uh, Triple H. He said, I'm talking to Paul. Triple H, you as Paul Levesque. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not Hunter Hearst Holmes. I'm talking to you as the man that you are. You are an a-hole. You are this. <laughs> He was basically exposing the business for being how terrible it actually is. Yep. Then he he obviously gets fired, kicked out. They hadn't, do you know how they kicked him out? Through Punk? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I know the story of when they did it. Yeah. I don't know how. Like They fired him, yeah. sent him a letter yeah. saying he's fired on his wedding day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he got the letter on his, while he was getting married, they sent him a letter. So you could understand he was he's, doubly annoyed. Yeah. Right? But that's how they dealt with him. That pipe bomb was huge when it happened. Mm. I wasn't even watching deeply back then, but that pipe bomb, crazy. Yeah. Right? It transcended like WWE because it was like, wow, this guy's really exposing what's going on. Yeah, yeah. As a company. Anyway, for him to come back as Triple H, with Triple H, show me that picture. That picture was epic. You got to drop it onto the screen fully, bro. There you go. There we go. Him <laughs> and Triple H. Triple H elaborates on negotiations to bring CM Punk back. Calls it mighty cold day in hell. Us. Cold caption. That's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Say again? That's a cold caption because those two notoriously like hated each other, as you said. So yeah. like, it's oh, great. They hated each other. They really did. Like the, the idea of it being mighty cold day in hell, they're saying I'll only ever come back when hell freezes over. Yeah, it's yeah. that mentality. Yeah. And evidently it did. Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. You've got to give him credit. That man, he's one of the best people to take over WWE. 100%. Because he knows the business. Mm. He's been in the business since the 80s. Yeah. He knows what wrestling fans want. He knows what wrestlers want. He's actually done it. Like, Vince McMahon 
his dad was the original WWF owner. Yeah. Right? Then it went to WWF. And then um, Vince McMahon Jr., who is who we call Vince McMahon now, took it over and he made it more commercial. But he's not been a wrestler. Mm. He's known the business. He's not been a wrestler. H knows the business. He knows what the people want. He knows what the wrestlers want. So once you've got the money, once you've got the, um, the, the brand, and you now need someone to go, let me fine-tune the business. H, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. So yeah, man, he did all his. Um, he, he obviously did NXT, didn't he? I think he like sort of got that into. Oh, that was he, NXT's his baby. Yeah, and look what that done. The mm. stars that that produced, yeah. crazy. Yeah, and also when it came to um, integrating women into the WWE mm. so integrally, crazy. Mm absolutely crazy yeah like it shot off so well it's like some of their fights have seen more numbers than any others mm. and that's because h has been the one that goes yeah whereas vince mcmahon has been like yeah the the old guy trying to hold on to the business in the traditional old way he likes his wrestlers mm. big and meaty and seven foot <laughs> power slams suplexes yeah. whereas h can go yeah that's great but i could see how high flyers are lovely mm. daniel bryant Another, he's a high flyer everyone loved they yeah. tried to hold him back for so long CM Punk like he was somebody who everyone loved yeah. and he felt like H was holding him back and to be fair him and H had their little rivalry so yeah, yeah. it's good that they pieced it up scroll down let me see some more just so I can just see if there's anything I've missed on that that video did you see the did you see the return yeah I saw it the other day so sick the, first, the other person that came back that day was Randy Orton Oh, really? You didn't even know, did you? Didn't even know. <laughs> Bro, Randy Orton came back. Yeah. And then CM Punk returned. Yeah. Wow. No one, like Randy Orton has only been away for like a year and a bit. Oh, come on. Like... CM Punk's 10 years from WWE. They've seen him at AEW, but him at WWE, as soon as his music came on, I the last time I saw an eruption like that, they call it a pop. Yeah. A pop like that where the audience go crazy, Edge when he returned at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. That pop was insane. <laughs> and because Edge's music, obviously, um, by um, Alterbridge, Metalingus. Nice, good knowledge, yeah. So, that's, so you can imagine yeah. when Alterbridge, like, their song plays, and it's, oh, you think you know me. What? As <laughs> soon as that goes, everybody goes insane. Yeah. So when Edge came back and Edge was, he had to retire from wrestling because he had um, fused neck injury because of all the spears he was doing. Oh, really? Oh, right. I thought it was like um, something with his knees. I didn't know if it was neck. That, no, bro. Imagine all the spears you have to do. Oh, so when you yeah. do a spear, and remember, it's like your shoulder. Yeah. So you run, you take someone down shoulder. Edge is not like a natural meathead. He's quite tall. He's quite slim. He's like 6'2", something like that, but yeah. slim. Yeah, yeah. You take your, your force, your body going like that. It's crazy. The only other person I know that spears like Edge that much is Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. And Goldberg spears, he's going through you because he's meaty. He's got traps that cover every bone in his body. Edge don't have that. So all of that spears, he had to get fusion neck surgery. So he had to retire in like 2012 maybe? Yeah. Something right. like that. Yeah. I remember everyone crying when that happened. Yeah, man. It's, it's... It was so sad. There's been a few wrestlers that do retire. They do manage to come back. Like Daniel Bryant they, had the same issue as well. well a lot of them do. It's because it's all they know. Yeah. It's all they know. I was talking to Kiri Pritchard-McLean about this. Shout out to her, man, on her radio show. She was doing an interview this weekend. No, not this weekend, yesterday. I was talking and she showed me about, you know, what would you... like? So I think the question was about what would you do if you were doing comedy mm -hmm. or other things that you can use. I said, I'll be honest. I'm in this so deep now 
one, I love it. And two, I'm so deep, like 14 years in, there isn't another way out. Yeah. There is. Let me not say that. Touch wood, I never have to find that out. Touch wood, I never have to find that out here. But uh, <laughs> I never have to find that out. But I would utilize other skills, putting on shows, yeah. talking about comedy, like podcasting, producing. I would lean into this heavy. Yeah. Right? But there is other ways out for me. But why would I? If this is what I love doing, I'm not going anywhere else. Oh, yeah, exactly. Same with these men. These men only know, remember all the training they've done? Yeah. All the physicalities, all the 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 way of like understanding how to read the audience, mm. how to make sure you protect your opponents, all that, it takes a lot. Yeah. So you can imagine a lot of these guys don't want to go anywhere. Punk lives for this. Yeah. He lives for wrestling. There are some men that live for wrestling mm. or in their tenure lived for wrestling. So yeah. To be honest, like in like I, I listened to the podcast he did when he first left WWE, and he started yeah. like you know slagging off the whole company. Oh, yeah, of course you're gonna feel that uh, way. Yeah, about like how like the place is like the ring is dirty, like there's people's blood on the, the canvas and yeah. stuff like that. How he caught some disease or something from it, and I was just thinking like I don't think this guy's ever gonna go back because I felt like he had some serious hatred. Like, but look how many people had that mentality that left them were never gonna come back. Stone Bret Cold Hart. as well. He had yeah. Stone Cold had that for a bit. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold had that because of an injury, though. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, he, he wasn't protected and looked after properly. Oh, right. He was always going to come back. Stone Cold could not leave and not come back, I yeah. think. But he had an issue with McMahon, but they squashed that, sorted that out. Yeah. Um, Bret Hart was never going to, never, <laughs> ever, <laughs> after the Montreal screw job, yeah. never going to piece it up with these men. And now he's, him and Shawn Michaels have a good relationship. Oh, they're good now. Yeah. I it took Shawn Michaels, but Shawn Michaels is turned Christian now oh, and he's not the guy he used to be. So it took for Shawn to go down the road of being a better person because yeah. he's not like everybody hated Shawn. Yeah. It took for Shawn Michaels to become a better person, change his life, cut the drinking and the drugs and whatever out of it and be more balanced and then him apologise for things that had happened. Mm. Is that Apparently there was a rumor. I don't know how true this is. The Rock refused to work with Shawn Michaels back in the day, which is why they never had yeah. a match together. Because yeah. I think like he upset his uh, the Rock's mum or something like that. I don't know how true that is, but um, I, I think it's actually true. When I think about it, like, you can look that up. But I think yeah. it wasn't. Sh there were people that didn't they that refused to fight each other. Like there were loads oh, right. of people that never fought. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a channel that I used to be a part of, which is What Culture, and they oh, have okay. What Culture Wrestling, as you know. Yeah. Great for like content of like top 10 list stuff, right? Yeah. So if you go on their page, loads of these lists that I've seen had that like top wrestlers, wrestlers that didn't wrestle. Yeah. And why? People that, like 10 people that Undertaker liked, eight people he hated. <laughs> no, but Undertaker was considered as the, the chief of the, of the locker room. Yeah. Every, if there was something wrong and it wasn't to go to management, Taker's the one who's, the judge. Yeah. Oh, I heard I heard about like fights backstage and that Taker would always be the one to be like the judge or... To deal with it. Yeah. Taker would be the guy as well who would say, look, you did this, you're owed a receipt. Mm. Yeah. You know what a receipt is? It's where like, isn't it where someone hits you in the ring and like you, they catch you wrong or something? They might catch you wrong yeah. if you're throwing your punches too hard. I'll tell you who got a really nasty receipt, which I thought was dope. Yeah. Um, it was Brock Lesnar and... Uh, how can I, I forget his name? Alcoholic? No. Uh, Bronson. What's his name? Bronson. Oh, oh, that guy. Tall, big. 
Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Not Bronson. Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Because he's changed his name again. Mm. Uh, Braun Strowman. Strowman. Him. He threw his punches heavy at Lesnar. Yeah. Remember Lesnar's MMA fighter. Yeah. So Lesnar can take a beating. Lesnar was like, what? He gave it one <laughs> swift thing to his chin and it threw Braun to the floor. <laughs> Braun Strowman is like 7'2". Yeah. Throwing him to the floor is not easy. <laughs> but that was the level of receipt. All right, why did Shawn Michaels and The Rock? Here we go. Never really did business with one another due to some animosity. Yeah. If you ever noticed, when it was D-Generation X yeah. and Nation Domination, it wasn't until Shawn was out of DX that The Rock when he was part of the nation and DX started to really do bat ma like oh, matches. Yeah. Yeah. When Sean was in it, never saw the rock doing anything there, but rock was too young then. But as soon as the rock got the mic, he became like the face of like the nation after. Yeah. Uh, Farouk just couldn't, he just couldn't match the rock, but let's have a look. Why is it that he never scroll down? What exactly the two Shawn Michaels didn't treat the rock well in his rise to the top of WWE, but Sean did that to everybody. So that's completely understandable. Keep scrolling down. You could see in his face. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So he was an alcoholic at this point. Who, Sean? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Sean was, I don't know if it was alcohol, if it was other drugs. I don't want to put that on anybody, but I know he was having a rock star lifestyle and he had to change that as well. Yeah. Here we go. Both Shawn Michaels and Triple H held intense dislike towards the rock. Oh, according to Bret Hart in his like, autobiography. <laughs> Michaels and Triple H held intense dislike to the rock despite being bogged down by abysmal gimmick. Rocky Maivia was talented and Michaels felt that he would take the place intended for his best friend, Triple H. There was always that kind of energy where you felt like mm. The Rock and Triple H, they're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then, Triple H and Shawn Michaels would have looked at The Rock like, who's this black guy coming into yeah. this lit? Yeah, you just know. You could yeah. feel that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fix he is. And The Rock was like, he had it when he was younger. He was he looked good. Mm. He was third generation wrestler. Not even second. Because his his father, um, Rocky Johnson, mm. and his grandfather was Mayavia. Yeah. That's why you got the name Rocky Mayavia. Grandfather was a great Mayavia. So he had three generations of wrestling. So you can imagine, I think his daughter, the Rock's daughter's wrestling now too. Oh, the whole, fa there's so much of his family in wrestling. Still. Oh yeah, all the Samoan family and stuff that yeah, you see. Yeah. Four generations that are wrestling. So you can imagine, they're looking at him thinking, who's this superstar wannabe coming in? But he had it. And that was when The Rock wasn't talking, when he was rocking my VR. Mm. The moment he had the mic, um, oh, gone. Oh my God. Gone. <laughs> Nobody could talk better than him. Yeah. He Nobody. Amazing. Him and Jonathan Coachman, I think like they were a great like, or him and Michael, you know, when he just used to basically like, just like take the piss out of the announcer backstage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, unbelievable stuff that. The Rock, he, the cast getting into our wrestling bag. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my friend Sakisa as well. She just started, um, uh, she's just recently, a few months started a wrestling podcast. I need to get the name of that podcast. And uh, she needs a big up. Her and the team that do that, the comedians that talk about podcasting, check that out when you can. Sakisa is S-I-K-I-S-A. She, go, she goes in when it comes to talking about wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a love for it from a nostalgic era. She still goes to wrestling matches. I and that. she's even wrestled herself. Oh, really? I tried yeah. a wrestling class. That that was not good. <laughs> so I've done proper wrestling at school, grapple wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Not like the showboaty stuff where you see yeah. like, throwing catches and stuff, like yeah. grapple wrestling. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. 
for a lot of people to watch. Headgear and everything. Oh no! Yeah, but I'm, I was good at it. <laughs> uh, here we go. I'm telling you, when it comes to the rock, you gave him the mic. Gone. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask everyone else this because I saw on Shannon Sharp his um, podcast that he has. Name's gone out. Made what it's called. He had Ric Flair on it recently. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Firstly, some of these older guys, Ric Flair is looking tender and did you see mcmahon recently as well yeah yeah these men are looking tender it's crazy they are looking so fragile mcmahon i know had some health complications i hope he's getting okay but they're looking rough and tender rick flair on his mount rushmore he put taker undeniable he put austin yeah he put michaels and I don't think he put Hogan. I think he put, was it Giant? I don't think he put Andre the Giant. It might have, I don't think it was Hogan. It may be, don't quote me, but I know mm. from the newer era, after his peak, not peak, but after him in his prime era, which would have been 80s, he put Austin, Michaels, and um, Taker. Mm. And there were a few, few people like, what about The Rock? And he never put it on there. I don't think he said anything bad about The Rock. Yeah. But The Rock wasn't on there. And I get it. So I want to ask you, your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Oh, wow. Oh, Who's your Mount there. Rushmore of wrestlers? Who are your, let's say, top four? Top no, four. top. We'll go, we'll go top top four wrestlers. All right. I and I'm saying it because I saw what, what Rick Flair spoke about. I want to know what your yeah. top four is. Oh, mine's hard because the era, I guess, I watched. But Stone Cold, Undertaker, Kurt Angle. You said my, you said my goat. Yeah, I Angle. love Kurt Angle. Keep going. Uh, one more, I guess. I guess it's probably got to be John Cena now. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know, The Rock or Cena. I think that's 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 probably the fourth one for are me. You, and how are you measuring this? I guess I'm like... I don't know how they made me feel, I guess. Okay. I don't know, something like that. I, I don't know. Like, I would always like stay up late to watch like, The Rock's main event or... Oh, I don't know. Now I've got Triple H in my mind. Now, oh, it's tricky. There's a fourth spot I just can't feel. I don't. Okay. <laughs> what about you? St uh, Stone Cold. Yep. Taker. Yep. Everyone's Rushmore is going to be quite similar. Um, I'm going to go all rounder. I'm not going to just go on technical ability. I'm going to go all rounder, which means I I can't put angles great, but I can't put angle in there. Oh. Yeah. Because there's so many great faces and names that just give a different feeling yeah. of watching them wrestle taker and austin are definitely two of them i have to put the rock just yeah. the like his in-ring ability was was a seven out of ten yeah he was good he could do the business he could sell as well mm. but my god he could speak <laughs> austin taker taker Mankind, 98 Hell in a Cell. Oh my God. 98 Hell in a Cell when he threw Mankind. That totally, that made world news. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. threw him off of a Hell of a Cell and, <laughs> and Mankind got up and then he threw him through the cell. And then afterwards he choke slammed him onto thumbtacks all on his back. <laughs> Everyone tried to replicate that, but Mankind doing that. But as much, and I can't put Mankind on there because he's so dope, but Mankind mm. was very good at being the... <laughs> He was very good at being the, <laughs> uh, the pinata. Yeah, the pinata, yeah. <laughs> Who's my third on the fourth on that list? 
Because Taker, he had some matches. When I used to watch Taker versus Kane. Oh, yeah. Or Taker versus Michaels or Taker versus anybody. And the fact Taker's persona, mm. you believed he was a, the dead man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even liked um, Bad, what was it called? American. Oh, American Badass yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me go with who gets it after. I can't give you a... F There's so many that can go in the fourth. Yeah. So many could go in the fourth. Who's going to be in the fourth of that? I'm not going to say Michaels. Michaels was dope, but I think I'm I'm just missed the Michaels bit era. Yeah. I can't say H either. This is a tricky one. And I know some people <laughs> don't care, but... <laughs> I don't care you don't care because I know that deep down inside there's a part of you that also loved a wrestler. Yeah. A wrestler. I'm going to say like Tasha Mishinoku, am I? Well, <laughs> Taka Mishinoku, I'm not going to say. It's got to be someone who meant something deep to me at the time. <laughs> I'm not even going to say Edge. Edge was ruthless aggression onwards to me. But Attitude Era? Oh, gosh. I can't pick Taker and Kane. It's taker of the two for me. Yeah, I agree there. Rock, Stone Cold, Taker, and... Sheesh. This is going to be a controversial one. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. Vince. Vince? Vince McMahon. Wow, okay. Not as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. But as a heel. Oh, yeah. Vince made you hate <laughs> him. Yeah. He was so good at being Stone Cold's heel. Mm-hmm. Turning people against him, making the corporation. Yeah. Vince. I'm going to go Vince McMahon because Vi no, without Vince, there's no Stone Cold middle finger up to the system in a way that he was. Nice. Stone Cold went like one of the biggest things Stone Cold ever did was beat the boss up. Yeah. You have to have a boss that's so reprehensible that when Stone Cold beats the boss up, you're like, thank you. <laughs> the moment he stunned him. Because remember, I remember Vince McMahon brought in Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 17. Yeah. yeah. He brought in Mike Tyson. He brought in the corporation to stand around the ring when he was fighting mm. uh, Triple H or The Rock or whoever. Mm. And the moment Stone Cold looked at Vince and gave him that first middle finger, mm. excuse me, and then stunned him, yeah. the uproar. <laughs> In that auditorium. <gasps> yeah. And to build up that level of hatred is an art form. Oh, yeah. It's an art form. So I might give that to for that era to Vince. Not as a wrestler, but as the, the catalyst that made Stone Cold be so loved. You had to be so reprehensible. Yeah. No, that's a wicked It's a challenge. tricky one, but do you see what I'm saying? No, no one's good. ever thought about that. No, no, it's a very good point. Yeah. And on technicality, <laughs> and, and like the technical ability... Angle, angle, angle. Nah, nah, I won't do that. <laughs> technical ability. Um, in terms of wrestling technical ability. Angle, Bret Hart. Oh, it's hard. Ooh. If Owen lived, I might have gone Owen Hart than Bret Hart. Yeah. If Owen lived longer, and, sh and he was great, but he was always in Bret Hart's shadow. But Bret was perfect yeah. at his wrestling ability. 
I'm I won't I'm not even gonna go as old and say Mr. Perfect. Because that's old going back Mr. Perfect. But I won't say him. Brett, Angle, um, who else was technically fantastic? Go on, give me another. I know one, but I can't say him because he's kind of dampened his uh AJ legacy. Styles? Nah, oh AJ Styles is a good one. Yeah. Uh Chris. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was Chris, good. Oh no, so we'll I'll be very clear about this. Chris Benoit was a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. Doesn't excuse what had happened and what he had done yeah. afterwards. Mm. Like, come on, we're, we're the Respectfully podcast, yeah. right? We're going to say stuff which is disrespectful. Yeah. We can. That's not disrespectful. You yeah. said what you said. Mm. Like, he was a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. But his name is um, Persona Non Grata mm. at WWE because of what happened. Mm. They took everything. Everything like, with him on yeah. there because of, of uh, how, what had happened. Took everything off there. Write yeah. that down because I said that word as well. Um, but yeah, he... But as a wrestler, maybe Guerrero, actually. Yeah. Rey Mysterio. Do you know why I give Guerrero more than Mysterio? Guerrero had a bit more strength. Mysterio was a f- high flyer. Still is. Yeah. Right? But the Guerrero could pick up as well. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Who else would I say was great technically in terms of their wrestling ability? Mm. Angle was just high flyer, Angle. super strength. Yeah. At, like he would grapple you, he'd throw himself off the top of a cage. Yeah, he'd flip. He would. <laughs> he would pick. He could. He could angle slam Big Show like it was nothing. Yeah, that was sick. It was crazy watching him do that. Jericho. Jericho's a great wrestler, mm. and he was a great mic performer as well. Mm. War is Jericho. <laughs> Raw is Jericho. I remember that when he came back. Mm. There were so many good wrestlers back then, but yeah. I can just hear, I can just hear like the women just like turning right off on this. So. <laughs> Unless they're wrestlers, the wrestling fans themselves. Yeah. The ones that are like, Ori, we wanted to, we like you because Vibes follows you. <laughs> They've now gone, we're, we're dried up now. Sorry. That's all right. No problem. Come on, what's next? All right. I don't think I've got anything else really. Unless you've got anything. No, I saw what you had put up. Mm. Uh, oh no, Black Friday stuff. Oh yes. We're being scammed. What, you think Black Friday's a scam? Uh, 100%. Yeah? I saw a video yeah. uh, of Target. Now, this is a state, so it's different. But yeah. in Target, people were going into Target and they had the, the little signs that show Black Friday prices. Okay. But you pull the sign out and you can see the price behind it originally. Right. Pulled it out. Yeah. The previous ticket behind it was the same price. Sale. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. <laughs> There's a trick. There's a marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Black yeah. Friday... It's just a, it's a big marketing trick. Mm. I also learned that um, what they do with a lot of the products, a lot of brands, I mean, I knew this, I didn't learn this, I knew this a long time ago, but how blatant it is now. A lot of the products that they can't sell that are like previous seasons. So like a television, we don't think of TVs of having a 2003 Samsung QN, QN, whatever, 85A television, Mm. but there will be a QN85 and a QN95, the 85 is the 2022 series. The QN95 might be the 2023. What they'll do is they'll go and put the previous season on. And that previous season will say, Samson, 8K, 120 hertz, 65 inch. Yeah, That's all the people care about. The technology that they have behind them, they'll put the listings of some of the stuff. It does this, it does that. But you won't know that that's the 2022 version yeah. in 2023 that they're selling to you. They'll put that up for the day. Black Friday sell that. Oh, I see. 
Oh, almost like selling, you're trying to sell you an iPhone 14, like in an iPhone That's 15 era. That's exactly yeah. what they do. But it's more blatant with the iPhone 14. Yeah. People do it with iPhone 14s and it's okay because if you've gone from an iPhone 14 to a 15, it's not that big a jump. Mm. I've got a 15 now. I went from a 13 before. Yeah. It's a big enough jump. Bezel slightly different. Where the camera is, it's got that little um, pop bubble at the top bit. It's different. Mm. Gives me enough of a feel and it's a lot lighter as well. Yeah. So it gives me enough of a feel like it's a different phone. But there will be people that don't care about not having the newest one. See that you can get an iPhone 14 for 35% off the line rental if you go to one of the phone shops and they'll get that one. That makes sense because they'll still sell the 14s and Black Friday deals. Yeah. Especially around this time because the iPhone 15 just come out. So the 14s are still available. That I get. But with the TVs, they're doing that with a discount though. Mm. That it's cheaper to get the 14 or get the 15. The TVs now... <laughs> they're doing it and they're selling it like it's still the same new televisions that you had before because the spec is the same as the latest model but the slight there might be slight differences the software might be a bit different etc so you go to these stores you say raw 8k samson television let me get that <laughs> what for three thousand pounds when it was five it was five when it came out last year mm. the new one is five the old one is three for black friday <laughs> And then you'll see it go back up in price tomorrow because they'll put the five back and they'll put the 2023 model back. Oh. A lot of stores have been caught out for it now. Yeah, It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Amazon do good deals, but only on stuff which is like their own brand. Yeah. But it's all refurb stuff. Not all of it. Let me not say that. Yeah, yeah. It's refurb stuff. I don't, like if I was to sell back my Alexa devices, mm. App, Amazon could take them. Did it say, did it pop up? Nah, no. Oh, of course, let's see. <laughs> yes, Ori. <laughs> I'm always listening. So here, you're saving, look, watch this. Here we go. You're saving $1 on this TV. Shopper exposes how Black Friday deals on Amazon are a scam. Whoa. In the past, Black Friday was thought as a day with incredible deals, images, people lining up outside stores, blah, 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 blah. Scroll down. Nowadays, there's much less enthusiasm around Black Friday. And it turns out that some of these too good to be true deals may just be that. Here we go. You may be surprised to see a, a discounted TV 36% off. In the video, 1.1 million uh, TikTok viewers were saying this uh, TV is supposed to be 36% off. But that's not the case. The 56-inch TV is supposedly 36% off, he explains. The TV is now listed at $289, reduced from $449, which technically used to be $449. It wasn't always $449. This is the point I'm making. It's mm. already gone down in price before, like two, three weeks before, mm. maybe even a couple months before. But what they do is they go Black Friday sale and they show you the same sale price, but they remind you how much it was when it first came out. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> capitalism is just crazy. And it's, they don't care. People will notice this if they really pay attention. But all you have to do is go, I need a new TV. 36%, oh, let me go grab. I didn't buy anything for Black Friday this year. I bought my TV a couple of years ago, Black Friday, but mm. I needed a TV for my house. Yeah, yeah. That was the main reason. I had a Knocks small one. Yeah. Say again? Not because it was a Black Friday, just because you needed a TV. Well, yeah. Black Friday's around my birthday anyway, normally. Yeah. So all the deals coming up to it. So I treated myself to a new TV. Mm -hmm. Plus, the deal was up there for a, a nice 8K TV. So I'm getting that. It looked good. It came, what, the, what it was, was it was, I checked the spec because I'm a techie. Yeah, yeah. The TV was the previous year. Didn't mind it because the one that came out this year was only a month old. Three grand more. I said, nah, brother. <laughs> Give me the old one. It's still 8K and it's still dope, right? 
I got last that. you 10 years, did you say? That will last you 10 years. That team will last me. Let's say start doing 16K at some point. Mm. But right now, we're not even playing games at 8K too yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. Not even playing games at 8K in general uh, on our consoles. So well, on TV, they're still ain't even 4K. Like, well, this is it. Your TV's not 4K? No, my TV's 4K, but there's oh. not like, you know, channels. For example, like you've got Sky or BT. Or Unless you've got like Sky mm. 4K or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Very. There's not very few channels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... My one came with a phone and it came with a soundbar. Oh, I sold nice. both of them. I'll see it, yeah. So I was going to buy a TV, which was 1800 I think. Mm. And I paid 2799 so another 1000 on top. But I got a soundbar and I got a flip phone. Oh, right. As soon as I got them, instantly sold both of them. Yeah. For about £800. Yeah, yeah. Together. Which meant I paid about two for my TV. Nice which was 200 pounds more than the other TV I was going to get, but the other TV wasn't 8K. It wasn't, no, it was 120 frames at 4K, which my one can do as well. But also it was, um, what are they called again? You've got LED screens and you've got, I can never remember the name with a, it's like ultra black screens as well. Oh. But they're not backlit. Yeah. They are so crystal clear in video games, but they're not backlit. My one is backlit, which means the the blacks and the lights are slightly not as sharp on, on a regular TV, but because my one is the one that it is, it's super. So it was my birthday present to myself and I wanted it and I needed a new TV for the house. So yeah. when I bought, because I moved to a new house, new wall, new big this, big that, I said, if I'm going to have this, I might as well put the TV up and get a nice telly. And now I've got like basically a cinema in my room. Yeah. <laughs> You've it's seen it, it so you sick. know exactly so what I'm good. saying. Yeah, man, these prices are scamsters, man. Don't get tricked on Black Friday, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Honestly, don't. Go to places that actually do discounts for Black Friday. Look at their original prices. And another trick, only buy what you need. Don't buy what you don't need. If you don't need a new TV, leave it. I'm guilty for that. I literally see, oh, maybe I do need, nah, nah, leave it. Have you bought anything for Black Friday? No, I didn't, but I was tempted. I saw like, you know, you go on Amazon's homepage, whatever. Mm. It just comes up like, oh, Black Friday deals. Don't really need it, but uh, yeah, it does look good. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm a sucker for that sort of stuff. I kind of go for the stuff which is like, what can I say? Like um, cables, mm. like anchor docks, uh, not docks, anchor um, charge charge plugs. Yeah, there's one that I ordered mm -hmm. that I know I want because it's great. It's a anchor charge plug. You plug it in, and it has three USB ports. USB-C, you can plug the little cables and you can charge your phone, charge whatever, and charge whatever. It's also got the wireless bit at the top that you can put your phone on. Mm. So it's like a QI charger, but magnetic. And it is super powerful. It's one of the ones that put out, I think, 100 watts. So it will charge my laptop via USB-C. Yeah. So I could just plug my laptop into that, plus everything else. The amount of times I'm on the road, touring or whatsoever, that's perfect for me because I only have to bring that rather than bringing my laptop charger and then bring in another plug to plug into this mm. and into that. Just one thing with a couple of cables hanging out, that's me sorted. So I got one of them, but those I paid attention to for a minute. That yeah. one went down by like 35% from what I saw it a couple months ago when I wanted to get it initially. So I was all right with getting that. But when it comes to the big stuff, like a Nintendo game or switch whatever their yeah. discounts are not going to be the greatest for black friday yeah. they hold so much value so anyway you said that was that's, that's us at the end isn't it yeah that's no worries guys just another reminder 
I didn't. Did I tell them what we're doing with the with the pod and uh, cutting the bits and no. Pe- no? All right, no. let me tell you lot now. So, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the uh, last pod that everyone gets completely from top to bottom, completely open and free. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> we're not charging you. We don't want your money unless you want to give it to us. What we will be doing though is we'll have the episode. Some of them we have it like two hours long, two and a half hours long. It's a lot to cut up and edit and so on. But we still want to give you free bits. Loads and loads of the content. Maybe like an hour and so of the juicy bits that you get of like the topics that we talk about. But after that, where we get some good bits at the top and the bottom where we might be vulnerable and all of that and all the real... Like when Mick last week talked about like his kids and swearing and stuff. <laughs> Those bits are juicy. They're worth some. Not a lot, but worth some. You know what I mean? And what we're going to be doing now is we've got our Patreon. Patreon is basically a platform that you can support us. We have a whole room we've got to keep funding. The lights got to get paid. We don't do this getting paid right now. We don't see any money from this. All we get is maybe a couple of likes on different platforms, but we do it for the love of wanting to give you content, but we have to keep the lights on. We have to always as well, make sure that Trudge, who's going to do the heavy lifting from now on, because <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Trudge comes in here and he leaves. Yeah, I'm done. I just He's got to be doing all the editing from now on, right? <laughs> We've got to be able to make sure we fund each other properly. Right now we're doing this out of love because we want to make sure you get content. We want to make sure that you get to see us. But we've got to build it up. So what we're doing now is we are opening up our Patreon. If you go to Ori Styler on Patreon, we'll be putting up the clips for the Respectfully podcast on there, but the entirety of the episodes. So we're on a regular platform like your pod, like your podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. You'll get like a nice chunk of an episode. You'll get maybe an hour and a bit and so on, which is juicy. But if you want the full episode, if you want to know the stuff that we may not even want to discuss because it might be a bit too much to discuss, oh, we'll put it on Patreon. Put it behind that paywall. Because we want you guys to keep supporting us. We want to keep putting out nice long, uh, like long form videos and long form audios and stuff. But we have to do it on platforms where you can go here. We're supporting. It might be like three pound a month. That ain't nothing. For like, full what could easily be like two hour episodes yeah. once a week at the beginning that's eight hours of content three pound it's the price of a meal deal come on this is what i'm saying for, this is what i'm saying less than a meal deal actually this is what i mean even better than that anytime we do any additional bits there is some stuff we've got planned like during the tour i'm planning on doing something i don't want to say too much but let's just say we won't only be recording in one room I'm going to be doing that. That's all going to go on Patreon. That's not going to be on the open platforms for everybody because it's special and that's you lot are special, the ones that want to sign up and keep supporting. There's going to be other bits as well. For example, I might do one-to-ones where there are people I want to catch up with, dope people, and they might want to get open and vulnerable. Not just my regulars like your Mix or your Malices or your Marcuses who they'll keep coming back. We're talking about people that I might really get down and have a big, big conversation with. I might put a little bit up somewhere on YouTube and that. For the full content, you've got to go onto the Patreon. So we are doing that. Patreon.com forward slash, I believe it's Ori Styler. That's what I'm just telling you not now. We're going to advertise it heavy in terms of on this podcast with like all the banners and the borders and so on because uh, me and Charge are going to have to sit down and really get through the nitty gritty of it. And then once it's all done, we'll make sure you see all the animations for it. But right now, that's where we're going as of December onwards we want you guys to be able to get full content plus the juicy bits plus clips as well on youtube we will give you loads and loads of free bits but when it comes to like the longer stuff we need to start developing ways because podding don't pay no one mm. some people get paid because they got patreon some people get paid because of sponsorships right now 
like you lot know me. I'm showing love to these to, to cracked and to extra man because I love the content that these guys create. For me to continue doing that, sponsors might come in at a later point, but right now I ain't here. <laughs> so we need to make sure we drive. If I get 10 people that get to Patreon to pay £3 a month, you know what? That's £30 a month. Mm. More than what we're getting paid. <laughs> oh my gosh, hey. Much more than what we're getting paid right now. £30 a month is, is like £31 more than we're pay getting paid right now. Yeah. yeah I was like, <laughs> it's cost a pound every show. <laughs> Whatever it costs. But yeah, we're going to start doing that. You're going to start to see how our content is a lot more streamlined. It's going to be a lot more going on, a lot more fun as well. Uh, yeah, the Respectfully podcast, we're going to keep it going. Trudge, anything you want to say? No, nah, man, i am got nothing else, really. Just watch out for me on the circuit again. That's all I can say. <laughs> mm. I told Trudge, I asked him about when Doghouse was, and he was telling me it's the date that it is. And I said, you know what? I might pass through if like because I'm free. Mm. I said, who's booked it? He goes, oh, I haven't booked everyone yet, but so far we've got A, we've got B, and so on. And then I'm thinking, I just done told him I'm free, innit? Oh. But he never phoned oh, me. Oh, never, no, no. Me that. That's fine. <laughs> I know when I'm not wanted, innit? It's okay. I know when no one wants I to I didn't even me. put two and two together there. Nah, you wouldn't, would uh, you? No. Nah. You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> right, there was me thinking, oh, let's give this guy nah, a you wouldn't. I'm busy now, innit? How about that? <laughs> I don't even know. It's 18th of December? 16th. 16th of December. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm busy if I am. <laughs> Who knows, oh, isn't it? Blip's sake. <laughs> Who knows, isn't it? I know what it is. Ever since I said what I said to you and Tom, both of no, you don't no, want me on the show no, no more. Never, never. Bro, always welcome. Always, always welcome. You might say that. Tom might have a difference of opinion. Eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He does. He fully does. No, nah, he wants you to come back. Like, I always said, like, or he would like to come back, like, at some point. And he was, yeah, man, just get him on. All right. Cool. Okay. Well, he's got a tour coming up, so uh, we might have to fight <laughs> fight the, uh, the dates here. But yeah. You, I think once he gets to December, are you doing one in January? Yeah, it should be. Once he gets to December, like December's like my last month, I know that I'm definitely free. Yeah. With the dates I am. 2024? I'm yawning now. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. I'm yawning now thinking about how tired I'm going to be. <laughs> That's bad. But yeah, guys, make sure you follow the Respectfully Podcast on social media, particularly Instagram, Respectfully Pod. Uh, make sure you follow me at Ori Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. Follow Sam Trudge at Sam T-R-U-D-G-E. We are Respectfully Pod. We are out of here. Peace. Respectfully. <laughs>